0: You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blusine. There'll be food, and drink, and ghosts, and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited.
1: When we first went in, uh, one of the people said, who are you, and text I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business.
0: A 28-year-old Mount Holly woman is charged with murder tonight for killing her wife. This is the suspect, Laura Bloomstein. Police say she shot and killed her wife, 29-year-old Felicia Dormans, last night at the home they shared on Mill Street in Mount Holly. Police found Dormans' body after responding to a report that an assault may have occurred in the home.
1: The motive for the shooting is under investigation. Oh no. <laughs>
2: Hello out there! Hey everybody! Hey guys. Hi guys! Happy New Year! Happiest of New Years! Happy. What are
3: what's everyone's resolutions?
2: Yeah. My resolution is to no God. I don't I don't have one. I don't you believe don't do in. Them. I don't I don't believe in that. No, never. me neither. Yeah, I guess we all are just kind of I don't know. We're not resolution folk. I know. It's okay.
3: Fuck New Year, New Fuck Me.
2: Fuck the fucking New Year and the, Oh, new no, you, new no, me.
3: I mean, we're still living in poverty.
2: We are. We're still living in poverty. Pandemic's still here. Yeah, and I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm still waiting on my $600 check from our government.
3: I got mine.
2: I didn't get mine. I didn't get
0: shit. Oh,
2: <laughs> God. Well, uh, let's start off this episode. Um, You know, we're going to thank a very uh, nice um, donor to the podcast. Yes. Um, Thank
1: you
3: so much.
2: Thank you, Oliver Riggs on Instagram. Thanks,
3: Oliver. Thank
2: you. Thank you. We appreciate your support. Yeah. Very kind. It is very kind. Your support helps keep
0: Bizarre Buffet going. Yeah. That's
3: right.
2: It keeps me in new cowboy hats um and mark and jen just have no benefit it keeps me a new cowboy hats.
3: yeah me and mark just we kind of suffer yeah, yeah
2: for my cowboy hat we're addiction. making
0: reusable
3: diapers
2: we yeah. are and we're sharing them yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay though it's for the betterment of the podcast
3: it
0: Sure, um, <laughs> it sure is. but if someone wants to support the podcast how would they be able to do that
2: Um, So if someone wants to support the podcast, as of right now, in every episode description on Apple and other places, uh, it'll give you a link to Anchor where you can support us. Um, And, you know, we're thinking about doing a Patreon in the future. Yeah, yeah. tell us what kind of
3: perks you'd like to see. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I was going to say, do you want me to tell you what kind I'd like to see? Because I have a few ideas. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, one of them is going to be an autograph photo of Jen Wilson, just Jen Wilson. <laughs> and that's like at the top level. So every, So everything in between is kind of lackluster. Mm. But let us know because you know, um, <laughs> I, we want to know your interests, thoughts, desires. Yeah, you know, if you donate a certain amount, I
0: will provide you with
2: photographs of my feet. Oh, so you'll get, so for package one, Mark's feet. For package two, I will send you a very explicit erotic voice note. Um, pat- for uh, number three, which is the highest tier, you get an autograph photo of Generals, and that's it. But
3: it's <laughs> yeah. like going to be just straight up 80s glam shots.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Right? Sears portrait. Oh, that'd be so good. Sears portrait studio, a nice fall backdrop.
3: With my hands clasped next to my face.
2: (laughs) A nice French (laughs) manicure. so accurate.
0: (laughs) They always do that. A
2: nice French tip. It's a sign of a classy broad. Yeah. Okay, so where are we now?
0: Well, I think for today's topic, Mm. I would like to ask everyone, what Mm. is a local murder that happened in your town or to someone that you know?
3: Um... So, I can't think off the top of my head of, like, a local murder, but when I was in high school, because we lived um, by a river that was, like, super polluted and, like, disgusting, and I feel like if you, like, jumped in, you would just become a mutant. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the crew team used to row Uh, on the river. My God. And a lot of times, they would come Uh, across dead bodies in the river. And they would actually have to stop practice and sit there <laughs> until, like, That's the police funny. came. No, like, not... until, like, they pretty much had, like, they would, like, waste an entire practice. Because if they somebody, like, found a dead body. Oh,
0: God. Wait, can I ask what river this was?
3: The Passaic River.
0: Oh, oh my God. That river is known for all sorts of jazz.
3: Yeah, oh. it's really dirty and gnarly.
2: That's...
3: Definitely not going there for a, a swim. No,
2: god, Very refreshing, and it would wreck your whole day and maybe even year because then you find a body, then you got to go to trial, mm-hmm. then like, then what? Absolutely. The creature from
0: the Black Lagoon used to live in there. Oh, I bet he did. Yeah. He dated me. Oh. But he left me. I wasn't green enough.
2: Oh. oh well, his loss, clearly. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I'm wearing green pants today. And, <laughs> Literally, yeah. I'm wearing green pants. And you pants.
3: had a green jacket on before. And I yeah.
2: know. I was doing My the whole jacket. green on green. Yes. In memoriam, green swamp monster. It's like the Academy Awards now.
3: Yes. <laughs> so, Mark, what's, what is a local murder that you can share with us? Well
0: i grew up in a town called irvington which is in new jersey and it's one of the most dangerous cities in the world
2: we know or yeah we at, do
0: know at least in new jersey um so yeah people were getting killed there every single day so um i guess well ev- what's your favorite every one? day every day was a local <laughs> murder but i'm actually going to talk about um another another one there was a,
2: <laughs> what's your favorite?
0: Outside. I just had to, you know, drop the, the fact that I came from Irvington, but, um, in my high school, I went to Roselle Catholic and, um, one of the students was killed by her mom and her, oh. her name was, uh, Nicole Giovanni mm. and, uh, she lived in Roselle park, which Mark and I used to live. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. And, um, unfortunately the one night when she was asleep, the mother went into the room and I guess beat her to death with a hammer or Ooh. a wrench or like something heavy. Yeah. And, uh, wow. that's is that really where the term upset. ratchet came from? Probably. Oh God. But, uh, it's awful. I, it was sad cause she was, I was a senior in high school. She was a, I think like a freshman. I didn't know her, but I do remember she had really good hair and that's all I have to say. In memoriam.
3: What about you, Mark? I think this kind of segues into. um, Oh
2: God, this does kind of segue our topic Uh, into our topic today. today. Okay, kids. Personal one. Everyone,
3: buckle your seatbelts, because this is definitely a wild ride. This
2: is really a wild one. Oh God. Well, listen, guys. I um, we like to bring you the salacious content, and now. You know, I'm no Jehovah's Witness or um, Catholic, or I don't know.
3: I'm a shaker.
2: Yeah, go, um, <laughs> Jen's a shaker. Um, but, you know, I happen to be related to somebody who murdered someone. I know. Mm-hmm. I know it's true. Mm-hmm. You never heard about this. And we've alluded to this on episodes before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're going to give a disclaimer at the beginning because people seem to be concerned that we're going to get sued. So you probably want to stay tuned to this episode and not bail out. And make sure you fucking subscribe because I'm sharing my deep, dark secrets. Yeah, um, we're
0: bringing all the skeletons out of the closet. Oh yeah. So please we
2: subscribe. Are. We're doing this for you. For you. It's all for you. Anyway. So, yeah, my, um, my niece... Uh, who I grew up with. We were very close through childhood. Um, I'll tell you how it all began. So one day, you know, I was waking up in Roselle Park, New Jersey, like Mark had just mentioned, and I got a text from a cousin of mine. And the text literally read, what's wrong with Laura? What's going on? And I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? I literally was looking, could not find out what happened. And then... I um I was on Facebook and I guess like there's a feature or something like I know f- Facebook may may or may not have news but like
3: I think they do
2: right I think so
3: I can't keep up with the times though we'll,
2: we'll say Facebook for the sake of the story but <clears throat> I see at the bottom and it says South Jersey woman arrested for um, alleged murder and this is when it was Ooh. alleged yeah right. Now, from that point on, of course, I was, I mean, like anybody else who's a true crime junkie or a true crime bizarre buffet-y, you know, I kept looking for updates, looking for updates. And it really, it took a very long time. Like, I think this went on for like three years Mm. because she was, it happened in what, 2017.
0: Yeah, it says uh, August 6, thousand seventeen. Yeah, from the Courier Post
2: online. There you go, Courier Post, hello Philadelphia, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, it um, it started in two thousand seventeen, and I think it only came to like, like its totality in the end of two thousand nineteen. Like it took years for this to be tried. Okay, so the police are called. Um, And they're contacted by a family member who remained unidentified. And they basically told them, hey, listen, go to this address. I think there is a domestic disturbance, um, you know, and, and that was basically it. So the police arrive to the house. And I know they were outside for a while and they were knocking on the door, knocking on the door and then finally, uh, Lara, the one who I'm related to came down, um, it's on record as it being said that she had blood on her arm and she said something, uh, she said, that's my wife's blood. She's dead. So now from this point on, you know, like the cops raided the house, they went in, um, and the officials found her wife, uh, Felicia Dormans, dead with a gunshot wound to her face. Wow. Right? She was uh, lying on a blue tarp, and police found more blue tarp, actually, as well as what they said was the beginning of a grave. Now, that's pretty fucking eerie, and I remember when I saw that, that was like on every news headline, and I might add that the Daily Mail, people.com, um, New York Post, every legitimate news source has covered this story, so this isn't something that is, uh, you know, made up, yeah, yeah. So, we're going off of facts here, yeah, we're going off of facts, and also, just as a side note to everybody, you can find the whole televised trial on YouTube.
0: I have a question, so yeah, okay, so she. Uh, what a family called the police, mm-hmm. they came, yeah. And then Laura came to the door, she had blood on her arm, mm-hmm. and they said that they found the early makings of a grave, yeah. What exactly did that entail?
2: So, what that entailed was there was an area of the yard, mm-hmm. um, and there were tarps basically hanging up, like concealing the area, so essentially looking like a construction site, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, we're trying to hide, you know, something. So upon investigation, they found out that she was trying to hide the hole that she was digging, and there were shovels there next to the hole. Okay. So. Multiple shovels. I I believe so. I believe there was more than one. At least two. She's
0: doing it by herself. I don't see why she needs multiple shovels.
2: I know, really. Maybe she was trying to get help, but... <laughs> Hey, we're good friends, right? Can you help me dig this hole? Just a few feet. Yeah, just a few feet. I mean, listen, we don't have to do six, like four. God, sorry. I know. I mean, I have bad taste, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, So, all right. So they found the beginning of the grave. um, And now at this point, she was taken into custody and she was charged with counts of murder, tampering with evidence, as well as a weapons charge. Uh, now these are pretty hefty things you know mm-hmm. these are like man if you're hearing that i'd be like oh, well it is not gonna be a good evening for me right yeah um now at that point you know um i think i may have mentioned uh this or maybe i didn't but um, they obtained uh cctv footage of her, um, And she was at a Lowe's. Um, and, you know, once they got the time frame down of the murder and everything, you know, I mean, well, the video itself was very self-explanatory. But as you could imagine, the time synced up and they had footage of her at Lowe's. Um, she was purchasing blue tarps as well as the shovels that were discovered. So, yeah.
0: Was this before or after her wife was
2: killed? This was, uh, the footage was, uh, according with the time frame, was after she was killed. Now, we'll give you a little bit of the backstory. So you got all like the nitty gritty stuff, right? The bullet points, I guess you would say. So um, Laura and Felicia were married for about a year. Now, I remember when this happened, um, just like a little anecdote for you guys on facebook you know you send like invites for parties or something well i had received one and i believe i still have it and maybe that can be a patreon gift um (laughs) and i still have the facebook invite for their uh marriage party wow yeah and uh i never went and You know, uh, the reason why I never went is because Laura and I were really close growing up. You know, like we did a lot together. She was honestly one of my best friends, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Um, But we fell out of touch like any you know friendship does from time you know time to time so i have a question though. yeah so go for it. it
3: did she call you uncle mark
2: no you know funny thing she was older <laughs> <laughs> <Ten>. <laughs>
3: that's, <such> a, that's, <laughs> that's a good
0: question uh, it
2: is a good question no Wait, she, so
3: did she call you uncle mark <laughs> no
2: she didn't and i have a few nieces but i will tell you she's actually older than me
3: interesting
2: yeah so we're giving you all a big old fucking mind fucking right in your mind So how, can you explain that? Yeah, you want the details? Yeah, we want the details. So my dad Mm -hmm. um, was a lot older than my mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was about like a 16 year age gap. I know, right? Lucky him. Um, So he was married a few times prior. Okay. Um, So uh, Laura, who we're speaking about, um, she was or is the daughter of a half brother of mine from a dad from my dad's previous one of his previous marriages. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's technically older than me. Weird stuff.
3: Interesting. Does
2: anyone else out there have the situation? Let us know in the comments. Tell us. Yeah. So. All right, at this point, like... So you were close, and you had a falling out. And she didn't call you Uncle Mark. She did not call me Uncle Mark, but I had... Were
3: you still in contact with her, like, up until the murder?
2: No, I wasn't. Not at all. And I mean, you know, from a humanistic perspective, you know, I can say when this happened, I was, like, very, like, obviously upset to hear this and like concerned and sad for whoever, you know, who, well, who the victim was and is. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a weird, like, you know, range of emotions when you find out somebody you were so close to, uh, well at the time allegedly did this.
0: Wait, can we talk, um, just a little more about the crime
2: itself yeah ask any ask so, away
0: well like um so how exactly was she murdered
2: um so she was m- killed she was murdered um she was shot uh in the head in the face mm-hmm. specifically how many times once yeah she was shot once and apparently um well this is the story so this is a little bit of the backstory. Um, you know, going back to it, they were married for like about a year, almost a year. Um, now Felicia, the victim, um, her mother spoke to her the day that she was murdered and there was a history of, um, abuse during the relationship, um, on the account of Laura, uh, to Felicia and And, and
0: side, side note. Yeah. Not to say like, oh, that's interesting because it's it's sad, but it's unique to hear about a same-sex relationship Uh, in the media and hearing about like abuse because abuse does take place in same-sex relationships.
2: Absolutely. And I think part of telling this story, you know, it's like, yeah, we tell a lot of sensational things and stuff, but also, you know, we're out here trying to shine a light on real topics and things that happen in every community to every kind of person. And, you know, this was two women who identified as lesbians um, who had a troubled relationship and marriage, obviously. And, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably part of what the appeal was for this story. It definitely sparked that interest Mm. in, you know, the topic.
3: Now, how well did you know Felicia?
2: So, unfortunately, I mean, I never got to meet her because going back to the invitation for their wedding... Um, you know, at that point in time, I was like, I'm not close enough to Laura. And I just like, you know, we didn't have that connection anymore. Not Mm -hmm. that I couldn't have gone. Right. You know, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I never got to meet the poor girl, but, Mm. you know.
0: So before all of this, like when you and Laura were close, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's when you guys were kind of growing up or as teens. So what was your relationship with her like then? And also, did you ever think that she could possibly do something like this?
2: So, I mean, Laura had like a lot of hallmarks of like a troubled teen. Mm -hmm. I can say that, you know, she had a lot of the typical, you know, getting into trouble, drugs. And this is on record. This is, you know, known Um, You know, she was arrested for possession and different things like that, you know, uh, crashed one of her cars and, you know, was always in and out of rehab. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she had typical things, but, you know, I, I want to give you this explanation that's like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. She was so terrible. I saw her strangle a cat. But I didn't. Yeah. You know, I didn't. Um, I was actually I just going not. to ask, like, what was the
3: craziest shenanigans the two of you got into?
2: Oh God. I mean, we used to get into a lot of crazy things. Um but I'm trying to think of a well, really re- good one.
0: I remember in one of our past episodes you mentioned that you guys went into an abandoned house yeah and yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah we turned that abandoned house with all the trees around it into a clubhouse um i remember once when we were both like ditching school she picked me up in like her mom's hyundai tiburon that was then her first car she's like we're out to fucking new york bitch. you know so i was like okay and then you know we went to new york um We used to go to Atlantic City and like, you know, I used to do a lot of like wayward, wayward teen Mm -hmm. things, you know, just like
3: any regular teen. Yeah,
2: we locked uh, like a friend of ours in the bathroom once because he was annoying when we were really young. (laughs) So that could be like a psycho tendency, you know, I'm sharing details with you now. You can't dispute my details. These are my personal accounts. Do you understand, Mary?
3: Okay, so um, I feel like we should get some other accounts, though.
2: All right. Well, we have uh, two other accounts that we can do. So our very own Mark Toriello. Hi. Uh, part it's of the me. Zara Buffet. It's him. He's here. Hello. He has met Laura. here. Yeah. I
0: have. Yeah. Um, I think I met her twice. Yeah. Because I have, and it's weird because it's probably around the time when we first met so we're talking what 2009 2010 yeah so i met her around that that era um and my memory is kind of like hazy but the first time i met her um i believe it was at her house or her parents house yes and i met your half brother right yeah and, mm-hmm. and She was in a relationship with, uh, I don't remember her name, but she was a very kind woman of color.
2: Yeah, she was very sweet. I don't remember her name either, but I remember liking her a lot.
0: I liked her a lot, and I almost thought that she was, like, too sweet to be with Laura. Yeah. Not to throw shade. I mean... No,
2: throw... Listen, get into the nitty-gritty. Our listeners want it.
0: Like, Laura seems to be a little more from, like, that, you know... Courtney Love type of, mm, okay. old. and um and I mean that in like a nice way. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, well, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> it's I'm only, also a bitch. So only but so like, nice we can get. But
0: with Laura, like I I could see her partaking in some of the behavior and the stuff that you told me or yeah. that you told everyone on the show about. But also, I just thought that, like, her girlfriend was so wholesome and so sweet. I know. And I remember, like, Laura is kind of like us. She would, like, curse a lot, probably. Yeah. So um, I was just like, okay. But I didn't think too much into it. You know, now that we know that, like, she's a potential killer, we're, like, analyzing everything that she did. I mean, like, every.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, well, now it's, you know, confirmed killer. But at the point, at that point in time, we were, like, you know, I mean, I guess, like, anyone else who has known somebody, you know, you watch all these documentaries. and You just
3: don't want to believe it. There's, like, a part mm, of you that just doesn't, like, or you're just, like, so, it literally, like shakes your world upside down.
2: Yeah. Now, I encourage anybody, because this is public information, you know, go on YouTube, find the court footage. Um, And
0: there's a lot. We watched a lot. Yeah, there are hours. hours.
2: I will warn you, the fucking audio is so dreadful that even if you have your television or computer or phone turned up all the way, it's hard to hear. It's hard. So I would definitely suggest using um, headphones.
0: I remember when Mark told me about you know, the, the gunshot and the murder situation, I, I said to Mark, I was like, oh my God, remember her girl, the other girlfriend that we met? Well, she dodged a bullet. <laughs> Literally.
2: Jen's <laughs> face right now Literally. is like part, like I'm disgusted, but laughing. Oh my God. Well, I know.
0: Whatever she did. Yeah, but she, um, I mean, she actually but the, did. The second time, um, and more memorable,
2: uh, time that I met her, it was at. download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on with the show
0: at your house or you know where you when you lived with your mom in, in uh, south jersey yeah and she came over we were in your bedroom and we were watching old um home oh, videos oh what you a guys. salacious point i know if you want to see
2: home videos with a killer but that just, have never been seen before but that's d- a patreon <laughs> gift
0: we should find that footage. But I have like, it. I have it. We were watching it and there was like a clip of you as like a little boy. A <laughs> little. A big little boy.
2: Oh, God. And a big little you, boy, Jen. Wow.
0: And, we, <laughs> wow. and we were like watching this like footage of you and you're probably like nine years old or yeah, something. Very and sad and chunky. You and did still something. Still am. You did something. I don't even remember what you did, but you did something really flamboyant. Oh. Like really flamboyant. Uh, and I her, probably did. And, and her and I caught it, and we looked at each other because we saw and we were laughing. Oh. And it was really funny. And that's like the only other, like, concrete uh. memory I have of her.
2: You know, um, this event should never have happened. Somebody, you know, who should never, I mean, no one should ever lose their life, especially like this, in, in a very unnatural way. Um, but, you know, I do think of these things and, you know, aside from anything else, she was just like a normal rambunctious child, like many of us are, like many people who are listening probably are. So, you know, it's a, it's a challenging perspective to be in, but you know, something like murder is just not forgivable. So, do you, um,
0: um, do you know what the fight Well, like, was there a fight beforehand? Can you tell us about that?
2: um, So the victim's mother, when she spoke to her earlier in that day, um, you know, expressed to her mom that um, she, she, as in Felicia, the victim had left food out overnight on the counter and it had attracted ants. Okay. And so that was what the fight was about. I guess it's also worth mentioning at this point in time before we get our our phone call online here um, that during the trial, um, and this can be found in the YouTube footage, one of the many videos, is that they were trying to pose it as so the gun belonging to the victim, um, and she did not know how to load a gun or to assemble it or whatever. You know, I don't know all the gun lingo, um, but that Laura was sitting on the bed and um, Felicia, who was on the floor. Um, and they were like, oh, well, you know, she normally sat on the floor and just really trying to like paint this obscure picture that's just only making, you know, I mean, trying to save the person who did the wrongdoing mm-hmm. um, and that somehow uh, the gun went off now.
0: Like by accident, yes. so they're trying to paint it like this was an accident, a freak accident.
2: Yeah, that it was uh, some sort of freak mm-hmm. accident. Now, there's an interesting quote from one of the jurors. Uh, the first day of trial, the juror asked, does the extreme indifference to human life apply to the act or also the things she did after the act?
0: So when they brought up the fact that she was digging a grave mm. with the tarps. Like what was the defense? Oh, that? well,
2: the argument was the very classic kind of, excuse me, my opinion, um, bullshit argument. The argument mm. was, well, when a person is in a state of distress and they don't know what to do and yada, 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 the very typical, um, type of defense, mm-hmm. you know, which in some cases, yes. I mean, people don't always act in their right mind when in a state of panic but if you're not intentionally killing somebody and something is truly an accident i feel as though you know i mean going and buying shovels and tarps is a pretty fucking extreme way it sure is you know i mean you just don't do that because whoopsie and that's what the prosecution was trying to argue you like,
0: know you know what i find weird though tell me. Okay, so when the police came to the door, she mm. had blood on her arms. Yes, from her wife. Mm-hmm. But that would have meant that she went to Lowe's with blood on her,
3: right? Well,
2: possibly, yeah. I and guess I think so. that's
0: a little weird. I think that's kind of dark. Like she, I would have imagined like, like she should have like cleaned herself and then gone to Lowe's, but
2: yeah. I mean, and that is dark, but, you know, it's fucking, it's true. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a twisted story.
0: So after the trial, and they brought the case that, okay, she was showing her how to load the gun or yeah. whatever, it went off. Mm-hmm. And it was an accident. She got shot and killed. Yeah. And then Laura wanted to, I guess hide or get rid of the body yeah, because, you know, she was in a a state of shock of what Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like the case. It's the story that they're trying to build. Yeah. So in the court or in the trial, how did that hold up and what was the outcome?
2: Well, um, you know, sadly, it held up pretty fucking well. Um, the court system was seeking a 30 year sentence, which is you know, 30 years to life, which is very typical during yeah. a first degree murder trial, which now my opinion it is, I think it was, yeah, it's just what I feel it's fucked up and it shouldn't have happened. And that's my opinion. Um, but the jury, um, deliberated and they came up with a, uh, aggravated manslaughter, charge which carries a sentence of fifteen years. Um and you are eligible for parole once you have served, I believe eighty to eighty five percent. So it is uh, I mean a really big fucking slap in the face in my opinion to the victim and the victim's family. Mm -hmm. Um I think it's fucked up. It is what it is. It is. Um yeah, it's fucked up. So
0: can I ask you another question? Of course you can. So let's just say you know, she serves her, her sentence and mm-hmm. she gets out and then down the line, she wants to reconnect with you uh-huh. because once upon a time you guys were very close, what would you do?
2: Um, no desire. Yeah. Would not have any contact. No. Well,
0: if you're listening now, you know,
2: I know. And now Ashley's saying she's going to bed. Hold on. And now we're getting Ashley on the phone. Hello. Ashley, before you go to sleep, we need your quick commentary.
1: (laughs) You need a commentary? Yeah, I do.
2: What do you think of the whole Laura case? You met her twice or three times or more.
3: I also want to hear, Ashley, like your experience, like with Laura.
2: Yeah. Laura Bluestein.
3: Any, any (laughs) weird interactions that you had?
1: Most of the interactions were normal, so, like, I mean, she was quiet, which is why I think Mark and I were, like, so shocked when it happened. Yeah. Um, but our general and i mean here's my hot take our general opinion on it was she kind of was really messy like if you're gonna kill someone hide it better than that yeah you know don't show all the pre-planning and you're digging the grave and you have you bought no one owns a tarp in their (laughs) (laughs)
2: coming in
1: you're going into lowe's buying all this stuff like
2: yeah Exactly. And I think Ashley and I had this moment because like I would keep, I would keep Ashley updated as soon as I saw anything. Cause like we were saying earlier, it took forever for this fucking thing to go through court and all. So you, you would get like a new article every eight months, but I would always send Ashley like the new ones and she'd be like, are you fucking kidding? 15 years manslaughter? Are you fucking kidding me? Well she... that's the other thing is that like somehow by some
1: miracle she managed to get a lower charge even though you shot your wife in the
2: face i know i know it's fucking insane i uh, not like
1: you grazed a kneecap you
2: know it's pretty straightforward a shot yeah
1: Yeah.
0: ashley's a straight shot she
2: is a straight (laughs) shooter (laughs) a straight shooter what bam uh sound effect yeah i mean Pretty much. I mean, what Ashley is saying is what a lot of people think and feel. Um, And I mean, it's true. You know, it's very true. I think a lot of people were probably so fucking disgusted when that, you know, news came out 15 years. Oh, and Ashley, I was just saying not only 15 years, but like once she serves like 80% of her sentence, she's eligible for parole is that not oh,
1: fucked of course. up. Yeah. That's how it always is with the jail system because of overcrowding. You never have to serve like the whole thing.
2: Yeah. And I'm like in her, really. my god. Well,
1: um wait, what was weren't didn't her mom like the mom of the wife tell her that like you need to get out because they were having fights?
2: Yeah. Um so exactly. So the victim, um her mom, She was like, You need to get out of the house. You need to leave, come home, and just get out of there because it was already known that there was abuse taking place. And, you know, I think she, from what I read, I think that she was going to. And then she texted her mom and she was like, Oh, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. But then, oh, Ashley, I'm glad that she, I'm glad that Ashley brought this up because then there was another point where, Um, After the murder had taken place, do you remember this, that her mom said that Laura, uh, the killer, had texted her saying, oh, Felicia's phone is broken. So if you don't hear from her, that's why.
1: Yes. Well, that's the other thing is that like I don't understand how she got manslaughter because manslaughter is like. I accidentally hit you with my car. This was like you clearly planned it and you tried to cover it up. So that shows you know what you did. You weren't like nuts or anything. Yeah.
2: And I mean, and really, like, you know, we all watch a lot of this stuff, obviously. So when it came down to it, like every conversation that like Ashley and I would have, it'd be like, there's no fucking way. There's no way she's not getting life in prison. And then lo and behold. And lo and behold. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's another wow. perspective.
3: Ashley Naparano, everybody.
2: Ashley Naparano, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you
0: so much. Thank our, you.
2: Our dear friend, we love you. Um, and we'll talk to you soon, honey.
1: All right, bye everyone. All right, bye. 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 So there you go, everybody. There
2: you have it. Wow. There's another another account.
0: So wait, so she went on Laura Bluestein went on her wife's phone yeah. and texted
2: her wife's mother. Her
0: wife's, her mother-in-law. So yeah, her yeah. wife's mother pretending to be her?
2: Not pretending to oh. be her, but she basically, um, or I'm sorry, she, um, Laura texted her wife's mother, I believe from Laura's personal phone, mm-hmm. and said that, oh, you know, um, Felicia's phone is broken, so uh, you probably won't hear from her for a little while because her phone isn't working. Mm. Yeah now i don't know there's something that is so inherently evil about that like and i use evil not in the sense of like you know a catholic christian because i don't fucking believe that shit but i mean just like when you uh, like the workings of a person like when a person can do quote-unquote evil things yeah Mm -hmm. like you go out of your way to fucking text this person's mother like why not just not Mm -hmm. yeah that to me
3: Clearly, she knew what she was doing, and it seems like it was semi-planned out.
2: Yeah, yeah. You have a good you know, point. I mean, I mean,
3: especially if you're going to be texting your mother-in-law, saying yeah. like, "Oh, her phone isn't working." Yeah. Like clearly, you you knew what you were doing, and it yeah. was definitely like I don't know. I don't think you just wake up and say, "I'm going to kill my wife today." Like,
2: yeah.
3: I think it's something. Yeah. That you probably plan out if you're, I mean, you're yeah. going to murder somebody.
2: Yeah.
0: It, Who did the gun belong to originally?
2: Um, So, like, back to the part of the story earlier, um, the gun, I think, technically was registered to Felicia, the victim. Okay. But for some reason, and this was part of the whole, con- well, one of the many controversial aspects of this case, was like, why did Laura have access to it?
0: Or if if Felicia was the one that had originally acquired the gun in the first place, uh-huh. why would Laura have to show her how to use it or load it?
2: Well, very good point. I, I would that,
0: assume, you know what I mean? No, that's a very good yeah. point
2: that you bring up, Mark, because that was what um, I believe the prosecution was saying during the trial, and they were like, but she shot a gun. Like People knew that she had a gun, like she, like, I guess, like, you know, um, I don't know, what would you call people who are, I mean, gun people, gun enthusiasts, or like, uh, I don't know, something in the realm. She just
0: utilized her right to own a gun. Yeah, exactly.
2: So they were basically arguing that, well, somebody who has a history of, like, owning guns, why, Mm -hmm. how would she not know?
3: Right. Now, was there any, I mean, you could take this out if it's not. No, that's okay. Go for it. Has there been any, like, past, like, mental health issues?
2: Um, To my knowledge, yes. I know that there was possibly bipolar disorder, um, something to that nature. Now, I can't confirm this as fact, but I am, I would say, like, 95% sure that there was a history of that.
1: Mm.
0: And where are you getting that from?
2: Um, I can't reveal my sources. Okay. <laughs> no comment.
3: Salacious. 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 That's the word tonight, salacious.
0: It is.
2: Well, this is really we're dropping it. We're dropping well, our murder panties for y'all.
0: My my take on it is I think um this murder was not something where she like planned it out like on a calendar. I think it was one of those heat of the moment situations mm-hmm. where I think she uh, she had it in her to do something like this. And yeah. just that day, it was like the perfect storm and everything aligned. And that's the day where she happened to snap. Yeah, And that's when it, when happened. it happened. And yeah. then afterwards, she probably came back to reality and was like, oh shit.
2: Oh shit, I don't want to go to jail. Yeah,
0: and I have to like figure this out. And I think
3: that... I know, her mug shots look like...
2: Oh, I can't even tell you the comments that I've seen. Oh, on oh my side. god, her
3: mug, mug shots look like what Ooh. the fuck am I doing? Yeah,
2: out of sorts. Like, yeah. Now, I mean, going back to when we were saying about like a history in drugs and stuff, which is all public knowledge. You can find this under any article referencing mm-hmm. her past arrests for drug violations. Um. You know there was an account of a neighbor who lived in their town like a few houses over and of course there was a typical oh you know they seem very nice they always waves I don't know um, but you know they believe that there may have been drugs being sold from the house now this is account an account of a neighbor who I don't believe gave their name but it's probably on either nj.com or one of the one of the many many news articles mm. that was published about this story.
3: So, I just <laughs> I just if you google her name, one of the articles that comes up uh, is Laura Bluestein: 5 facts you need to know.
2: Oh, tell us all of them as a re as a re uh and This is
3: probably a recap for everybody. Yeah,
2: here's a recap for y'all. So,
3: the first one, Bluestein allegedly shot dorman in the face. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we obviously know that. Yes,
2: this is... Mm-hmm.
3: Bluestein faces three charges in relation to Dorman's death.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: As there's like a picture of her like leaning on a champagne bottle.
2: Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that on Facebook.
3: Bluestein <laughs> had been arrested two times previously in New Jersey for possessing drugs. There you go.
2: There you go. And could you reference the article for us?
3: Um, this is from heavy.com. I'm not done. There's five. Oh,
2: there's five. Hold on.
3: Um, number four is that blue scene is from Philadelphia.
2: (laughs) She's not from Philadelphia. She always said that fun Um, fact for (laughs) y'all. She's from South Jersey. Oh, okay. There's a difference.
3: All right. So this is what it says underneath. Good thing that you said that Mark, according to her Facebook page, blue scene is originally from Philadelphia, but it says she moved to New Jersey sometime after. According to her criminal record, however, she's originally from Woodbury, New Jersey. Mm. Her Facebook also states that she studied at Rowan University from 2014 to 2016. Mm. Rowan is a public university based in Glassboro, New Jersey, with a satellite campus in Camden. It was founded in 1923 and is considered a public research university.
2: That could be a good advertisement for Rowan, Jen.
3: (laughs) And the last one is Blue Sin and Dormans got married in 2016 with a picture of a fat blunt in her mouth.
2: Wow. Well, well, well.
0: Well, there's a, it's funny, the New York Post, the article that's about Laura. Yeah. The headline is NJ Woman Gets 15 Years for Killing Wife, Digging Her Grave.
2: Yeah. Ooh. I mean, now I, I'm glad that you mentioned the headline of that because. The public consensus, and I mean, this is all like, you know, the journalists who have written these articles, there's like a level of, and rightfully so, I might add, like, um, silent, like, enraged, you know, yeah. in it, because it's so fucking clear, you know, like, there are plenty of cases out there where you say, oh, well, you know what, this could be fucked up. You know, we've talked about some of them on here. And, you know, there are plenty that exist that we probably don't even know a fraction of. But in this one, I mean, it's so direct that even the people writing the articles are like, what the fuck? I know. What the fuck? I sense
0: that. Yeah. I just feel so bad for Felicia and I know. her family.
3: because yeah. like, She seemed like a really sweet girl.
2: Yeah. yeah like, I know. And like in
0: the pictures, like, she just seems like a wholesome person. I know. Person. And,
2: and that's like something that I would like to, you know, bring into this episode that, you know, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting her, mm. um, but I will say that every picture I ever saw, she just looked like a genuinely lovely person. Yeah. She really did. And, you know, you can get that vibe and from people and seeing someone and, um, yeah. you know, it's in re- really And
0: regardless of the outcome of the trial, it doesn't. I don't think it really does anything for the victim's family. No, No,
2: they they
3: don't get any sort of closure. And
2: and that's what the judge said um, during the trial at the end. He said, ultimately, we can never give uh, the Dorman's family what they ultimately want. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: That's upsetting. Yeah.
2: Well, um, with that being said, uh, Felicia's mother beforehand... um, and we will insert the phone number for the uh, spousal abuse hotline, I believe, because I know. want me to get it right now. Yeah. So I know one of um, the things, I mean, I guess you could call it not ironic, but messed up, if you will. Like Felicia's mother worked with abuse victims um, mm-hmm. as part of her career for a lot of her life. So. You know, I think. I mean, for the obvious reasons why this is uh, so tragic for her, even more so because of like her focus, you know, her career throughout her lifetime. So I know that she's doing even more advocacy for um, victims of abuse. So
0: it's for the National Domestic Violence.
2: Yep, that's the one.
3: So some of this content this evening might be a little triggering. For some of you out there, um, for those of you who are in an abusive relationship or a domestic abusive partnership, we'd like to encourage you to call the...
0: The National Domestic Violence Hotline. And what's that number? The number for that is 800-799-SAFE. And that's 800-799-7233.
2: Wonderful. All right. Well... Is there anything that we should touch on that we have not already touched on?
3: No, I think that's it. That's
2: it. Thank you for sharing <sighs> your story. Yeah, thank story you for sharing this
3: story. The I world. know that we've wanted to do this one for a while, and we yeah. weren't sure about how to go about it. But I'm glad that
2: well we we dived we dove we face planted right into it. Yeah. Well, everybody, um, I know we have uh, social media where we harass you. And uh, Jen, what is our uh, Instagram?
3: We are at Bizarre Buffet. And Mark, what's our Facebook?
0: Our Facebook is also Bizarre Buffet. And who are we all?
2: Um, I am. You're Mark Bluestein. Yes, and uh, also Jennifer Wilson.
3: I'm Celine Dion. Oh
2: my God. I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> and I'm Susan Powder. Oh, stop the insanity. Stop oh, the insanity. Oh, my God. Well, listen, everybody, it's been so nice. I hope you're all naked listening very closely to our voices. Um, Look and out for our
3: OnlyFans page.
2: Our OnlyFans Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And don't forget to subscribe.
2: Oh, please subscribe and listen. Leave a nice rating and review because, you know, we have a lot of crazy stories for you. And this is only the tip of the shit iceberg. So you better listen and support your local independent podcasters. Until next time.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.